I reckon I'll take a minute to introduce a man who needs no introductions, Brother Daniel Cook. Um, appreciate you, Daniel. You're a brother in Christ, a mentor, and you're a friend. Come share with us, brother, what the Lord has given to you this morning. Thank you, Chad, my pastor. Short people always have to adjust. Uh. <laughs> Stephen Best is one who tries to give me a hard time. But I want to tell you about him. He's had his turn, now it's mine. He and a group of people were standing on a street corner one day, and they were about to cross. And they, as they were doing so, there was a dog standing inside of Stephen. He loves dogs. If you don't believe it, ask Brenda Hill. Right, Brenda? He likes dogs. Anyway, a dog was standing inside of Stephen. And this guy said, uh, does your dog bite? And Stephen says, No. So the guy reached down to pet the dog, and the dog bit him. He said, I thought you told me your dog didn't bite. He said, that ain't my dog. <laughs> He's always got an answer for anything that comes up. You know, as I was sitting there a while ago and listening to the choir, listening to the great music, and as I did so, I was just kind of thinking back. In 1968, April 1968, I became a part of the church. And I was thinking about the people I used to see in the choir. And I thought about how that they touched my life. And as I look out in the congregation, and I see kind of in my mind's eye some of the people that used to occupy the seats. I can think about one who sit right on the front seat here, and how he was so faithful. And then I can think about those who were over here. And there. And some of them are part of your family by creation. And they were a part of our family by regeneration. I miss them. And I think about how that they worked so hard so that you could have this church and the things that you were enjoying. It warms my heart each time I have opportunity to kind of reflect back and think about those individuals. Now, there will be a day when people will be doing the same in your life. They'll be remembering you and how that you touch their lives. 
I remember a story. In fact, I was involved in the funeral of a lady. And she was saying that I became a Sunday school teacher because of what that lady did in my life. I wanted to be like her. And so somebody's looking at you and somebody's saying, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. You may say, that's not happening. I assure you. And it might be just some young child. Or it could be another person who needs to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you're making a mark on people's lives. It's an honor. It's a privilege. It's something that I've looked forward to ever since Chad had called about coming and sharing in the service today. I've been here a lot of the 96 years. Not all of them. (laughs) But I've been here a a part of a, a lot of them. And I cherish the opportunity of coming and sharing. I want to talk to you a few minutes, not an hour, a few minutes about refreshing. That's what I've experienced in watching other people's lives here at this church. I've watched their lives and I've been refreshed. And I'm refreshed today as I listen to the singing and the participation that is going on as far as the church is concerned, it refreshes me. And so it is in our lives, we're refreshing one another. So it's my opportunity to enjoy refreshment today. But I trust somewhere along the way, that I've refreshed somebody. I think about an obscure individual in the Bible. In 2 Timothy chapter 1. Really, is an unknown individual. And that might be what you think. I, I've been a part of this church and I have really haven't done anything. But who is it to say that? You know, when I look at this person, and I think about what Paul says about that individual, I assure you that you have touched somebody and you've refreshed their life. It happens. Listen, Onesiphorus. All of us know that name, don't we? You've heard it in Sunday school every Sunday. No. We've heard about Paul. We've heard about others. But Onesiphorus, we hadn't heard about him. 
as we look at chapter 1, 1 Timothy, excuse me, 2 Timothy, and let's begin reading in verse 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of, of Onesiphorus. Why? For he has oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of me in my chains. But when he was in Rome, he sought me diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that I may find mercy, that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in many things he ministered unto me in Ephesus. Thou knowest very well. Onesiphorus is not one that we study very often in Sunday school. We don't have any writings. He never preached a sermon. Never wrote a song. But he refreshed Paul. And because of that, across his epitaph is written, He often refreshed me. And so it is in your life and my life. We may not get recognition as far as the world is concerned. But there's somebody who has taken note. And he's giving you credit. For what you have done. How you have ministered. To somebody's life. So when you teach a Sunday school class. Or when you visit somebody that's sick. Or maybe you take money out of your wallet and provide it to somebody. You are refreshing those individuals. I want to tell you about some people who have refreshed me. In fact, this morning, as I was getting ready to come, and I remembered a book that was given to me by an individual. I had an opportunity of ministering to that family, kind of extended family, in fact. But as I was able to do that, I remember on the flyleaf of that book, which is entitled Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, but I, I opened it up and I looked at that book and on the pages of that book, and this was 19 years ago, when that occurred, this individual had written what it meant to him and to his family because I was present at the hospital with that individual. So we go, and sometimes we feel like we go unnoticed, but that's not true. I'm still being refreshed by that. I was about to leave a church. Uh, I'd been in them for three and a half years, and I was about to leave that church and uh, go home. Not stay very long, but I went home. Anyway, as I did that, there was a little girl about five years old. I was standing at the door, and I was greeting the people as they went out. 
And that little girl came up and she, you, you could tell she had been pretty small to get around. She was wearing my short leg. So she came up and she wrapped her loving arms around my back. And she said, we don't want you to do that. That was in 2014. I'll never, ever forget Lydia. Just looking up and saying, we don't want you to go. I was refreshed. And I'm sure that each one of you, probably as you uh, reflect back over your life, how that people of this church has refreshed your life has touched your life in a great way. And, and you have touched other people's lives as well. You say, oh, I can't do that. Listen. Yes, you can. You can be an encourager. You can just say something kind to somebody when they go into a difficult time. They sang a song a while ago about all the troubles that we experience. And you are a refresher when you speak kindness to somebody. It helps them when they're having a bad day. Listen, there's a story in, and by the way, people don't want sentiment. They, they don't want you just to say, hey, I'm sorry what you're going through. You know what they want? Action. They want you to show that. They want you to let them feel that, that you really care. In, in Jeremiah chapter 38, listen to uh, this story. Ebed-Melech. He was a part of the king's group. And he heard that Jeremiah had been thrown into the dungeon. And so as a result of that, he said, they have treated him wrong. And, and what I want to do is I, I want to do something to help Jeremiah. Ebed Melech in chapter 38. Listen, and, and when you say I can't do that, that's a compound. That's not a reason, that's an excuse. We can be a refresher, okay? So in chapter 38 of Jeremiah, in verse 12 it says, Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, said unto Jeremiah, Put these old clothes, these old rags, under your arm. He was in a dungeon. And being in that dungeon, Ebed-Melech knew that there were bad things going to happen in Jeremiah's life, and so he wanted to refresh Jeremiah. And so as he did so, he let those ropes down in the dungeon and he told him, said, now put those old clocks, some of the uh, translation said, uh, those old clothes, put them under your arm, put the ropes under your arm so it won't tear the flesh, Jeremiah. And we're going to lift you up out of this. Do you have some old rotten rags? Some old clothes? Do you have something that you're not really using? 
You might just want to see if there's not application somewhere around to apply that for the honor and glory of God and for the service of somebody else. That will refresh them like Lydia did, like the guy did writing on the fly leaf of the book. Just some old rotten rags. If we just look around a little bit, we can probably find some way to refresh somebody else. It's important that we do that because we are all going down the journey of life. And as we go down the journey of life, we need help of different types at different times. It's my opportunity to be refreshed today, being here with you, and remembering those who sit and who sing as far as the choir. What a refreshing time. And by the way, let me hasten to say that there's going to be a day that we're going to stand before God. He being our judge. And I can just in my mind, and I thought about it a little bit as I, I was thinking about the message, I was thinking about Onessa Forrest. Ebed Melech, and other people who have touched our life and refreshed us. And I was thinking, well, when this thing is all over and done, when life is wrapped up, and one day that it will be over with as far as I'm concerned, as far as you're concerned as well, what will be really and truly the results of it? You, you may not be able to preach like a preacher or sing like a singer or teach like a teacher or, or any of You may not be able to do the great big things, but here's what you can do. You can support them that do. You can pray for them. You can be faithful in your attendance. Listen, in Matthew chapter 10, as... Jesus is talking here as he talks about really and truly pretty much what I've said already. But the support that we need to give to those who are faithful. Now I want you to understand Paul was not a person who was above all trouble. He was in jail. He was in prison. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. And he needed somebody like Onesiphorus to encourage him. And I just imagine one day we're going to hear some words. Like we stand there and the book of rewards is open. Maybe he says to the angel, bring Daniel Cook's book of rewards. And he opens it up and he said, I see here where you have traveled all over the world. You have seen people come to Jesus Christ. 
And I'd have to say to him, no, no, that, that's not really true. I've never done that. He said, well, you supported Billy Graham and you could support other organizations and you've supported the cooperative program. You've done this and you've done that. You, you haven't been there, but you have been there in fact. Listen to what he says here. See, when we put our money in the offering plate, we contribute through our church through the cooperative program and we give to different uh, charity organizations. I want to tell you, there's a true and living God that is making a record not to beat you up, but to give you those rewards when this life's over. I said a while ago, if you can't sing like a singer, preach like a priest, teach like a teacher, or maybe become a missionary, listen to this. In uh, Matthew chapter 10, as Jesus is saying, okay, in verse 40. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. He that receiveth the prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive... Look at that. He shall receive a prophet's reward. See, what you're doing is you're attaching, when you do different things, you're attaching yourself to the work of God and folks, that's eternal recognition. You receive a prophet's reward. So you may not go, you may not do, but you are part of it because you are supporting those who do. Read on. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Oh man, there's all kind of dividends that are going to be paid as a result of us being faithful to God and refreshing people. So it's not like we are just going through the motion. We're in an eternal movement as far as God is concerned. And remember what the Word of God says? The gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm glad I'm on the team. What about you? Now, some of you are still are asleep or something. I should have said something somewhere along the way that you said amen. But don't wake up and say amen at the wrong place, okay? Listen to this. Man, this is great. I'm talking about the Word of God. And then he says... In verse 42, he that shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a coal or a cup of cold water only in the name of the disciples. We've got it made. We are on a team that's headed somewhere. And folks, you can't afford to go to sleep 
as we make this journey of life, you got to stay awake. And every time that you have an opportunity, refresh somebody. And they will in turn, I assure you, refresh you. My question as we finish up. See, I told you Stephen didn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I got a funeral at 2 o'clock in Rhine. So I, I've got a... Kind of finish, but let's, let's complete the service. Anyway, as, as we think about this work that we're in, it's so rewarding. It's such a blessing. And one day, we, we talked about all these people we've seen up here in the choir and we've seen out there and, and who have been a part of this church and all the other churches. There's going to be a homecoming. I mean a real homecoming. And if you're not ready, and the only way you get ready is to confess your sins. Acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And turn your life over to Him and find a Bible-teaching church and become a part of it. Now, just because you attend church don't mean you go to heaven, okay? You've got to be a member of God's family. And the only way you do it is acknowledge, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. And ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Pray and ask Him to forgive you your sins. And when you do that, He'll forgive you. And He'll walk with you and He'll talk with you. And He'll tell you that you're His own. That's a good deal, folks. Now, if you're here today and you're backslid, that means that one day you were walking close with God, okay? And somehow or another, you just decided to do your own thing. And you've got away from God. You need to get back. Because you're missing the blessings of your salvation. Or God's salvation, really. Whatever God has spoken to your heart this morning. You need to respond. And if you have not been refreshing people. Like you should. You need to pray and ask God to forgive you of that. And change. But whatever God's saying to you now, I hope that you'll respond as we have a hymn of invitation, okay?